1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective.
0: 2020 on Vision. Well, Tuesday rolls around quickly. Always a wonderful opportunity on a Tuesday to catch up on breaking news as it's coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines once again overnight. Ron Ross, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, just three weeks out from Christmas and despite unrest within and without in the nation of Israel, it is just as much a festive time as ever.
1: Yeah, thousands of Christians, dignitaries and tourists and residents converged on Manger Square in the West Bank City of Bethlehem on Saturday night for the annual lighting of a giant Christmas tree outside the Church of the Nativity. ...considered to be the birthplace of Jesus Christ. Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Rami Hamdallah attended the ceremony. A fireworks display and performances kicked off the three-week run-up to Christmas... ...when pilgrims from around the world will again filter into the city. Meanwhile, on Sunday night, that marked the beginning of the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah... ...commemorating the successful revolt by the Maccabees against Greek rule in Jerusalem and the subsequent rededication of the second temple using a single jar of oil that is believed to miraculously have burned for eight days during the festival Jews light the menorah a national symbol in Israel they eat jelly donuts. if you've got diabetes don't listen they gamble for chocolate coins by spinning tops called dreidels and they exchange gifts it's truly a festive time in Israel
0: Ron, there's some other things that are worthy of making note of today. In fact, sometimes we think of how nations view the city of Jerusalem in Israel, and now news that 148 nations disavow Israel ties to Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. How does that story unfold?
1: Unbelievable. It's the UN again, the UN General Assembly in New York approved six anti-Israel resolutions, including two that ignored Jewish ties to the Temple Mount. The primary resolution on Jerusalem passed 148 to 11, with 14 abstentions, also disavowed Israeli sovereignty in Jerusalem. Both that text and a second more global one on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict passed 156 to 8, with 12 abstentions, that spoke of Judaism's most holy site, the Temple Mount Soli, by its Muslim name of al Harim Al-Sharif. The vote comes as Israel is working to shore up international support for its sovereignty in Jerusalem. A third text, which was approved 99 to 10, with 66 abstentions, called on Israel to withdraw from the Golan Heights. The United States, Canada and Australia voted against all six resolutions, which are the first batch of some 20 resolutions the UN General Assembly annually passes against Israel. I'm proud of Australia.
0: Mm. Ron, the UN is to vote on Thursday on a USN text to condemn Hamas for its incessant rocket fire against Israel.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if uh, the USA is not just stirring up the Arab nations here. Uh, The UN General Assembly will vote on Thursday on a US-drafted resolution that would condemn the Palestinian Hamas terror movement, a measure championed by US Ambassador Nikki Haley. The United States won crucial backing from the European Union for the draft resolution that condemns the firing by Hamas of rockets into Israel and demands an end to the violence. If adopted, it would mark the first time that the Assembly has taken aim at Hamas, the Islamist terrorist group that has ruled the Gaza Strip since 2007. All 28 EU countries agreed to support the measure after the United States included a mention of relevant UN resolutions in a text that does not, however, refer to the two-state solution. In a statement, the US mission to the United Nations said it had hoped to put the draft resolution to a vote on Monday, but that the Palestinians had pushed for a delay until Thursday. It's certainly something for us to pray about. Mm.
0: Ron, let's get a focus on the Prime Minister in Israel because he and his wife have faced all sorts of accusations over the previous years. And now police have made recommendations to indict the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, on corruption charges. He calls it
1: a witch hunt. Yes, and uh, this has been a massive headline uh, over the last four or five days in Jerusalem. But Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu shrugged off police recommendations to charge him with various corruption offences. He said they already decided and leaked a year ago that these would be their recommendation. So what's new? He was speaking at a packed room of cheering party followers in Ramat Gan at a Hanukkah event. We could have expected a different result from a process that was infected from the start. Netanyahu accused the police of having a conflict of interest because departing police chief inspector general Ronnie Elshick and others accused him and his wife of trying to sabotage the probe by allegedly hiring private investigators to track police detectives, which he called crazy claims. The prime minister also went through a long list of recent scandals within the police, including senior officers' successful attempt to thwart the appointment of Gal Hirsch as chief of police. And so uh, there's all sorts of skullduggery going on here. Uh, some of it may be criminal, a lot of it may be politics. Hmm.
0: And Ron, uh, loved those archaeology stories because they really connect the past with the present. And Now a 2,000-year-old copper alloy ring bearing the inscription Pilatus has experts speculating it may have been worn by Pontius Pilate. How does this story look?
1: It was unearthed 50 years ago. The ring was overlooked until recently when it got a good scrub and a second scientific look. Pilate, the Roman prefect who ruled the Roman province of Judea from uh, circa 26 to 36 CE, is mentioned in several accounts in the New Testament as having ordered the trial and crucifixion of Jesus. The ring was found among hundreds of other artefacts in a 1968-69 excavation directed by archaeologist Gordon Forster at a section of Herod's burial tomb and uh, at the Palace at Herodium. Recently, current dig director Roy Porat asked that the engraved copper sealing ring be given a thorough laboratory cleaning and scholarly examination. The scientific analysis of the ring was published in the journal Israel Exploration last week by the 104-year-old Israel Exploration Society. It was also popularly publicized with slightly different conclusions, and on Thursday in the newspaper, another headline ring on of Roman Governor Pontius Pilate, who crucified Jesus, was found in a radiant site. That was published by Heretz. I imagine... Archaeologist Purat told the Times of Israel that to him all explanations are equally possible for who was the historical owner. He said it was important to publish a careful scientific article, but it's in practice we have a ring inscribed with the name Pilot, and the personal connection to Pontius Pilot cries out.
0: Well, I guess it'll be a matter of just how popular the Pilot name was back in that first century. Ron... Always so good getting your updates. Uh, Thanks for another great archaeology story as well as the politics that's going on in the nation of Israel. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported.